the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello and welcome to the property pod with moneyweb my name is suren naidu and i've been covering the broader south african property industry for over 15 years with June being Youth Month, in this episode we are speaking to Moneri Lefakane, the co-founder and current chairperson of the Youth in Property Association. The organization, or YIPA as it is also called, promotes youth entering South Africa's property sector. It's quite a youthful body, being only a few years old and run virtually entirely by young people. One of them is Moneri Lefakane. Hi, Moneri. Welcome to the Property Pod. Thank you very much for having me, Siren. It's nice to be here with you. Let's get into it, Moneri. YIPA established a few years ago. Give us a little bit more in detail on the organization and why it was set up. We were established originally in 2017, um, although the idea for YIPA really came about in 2016. I was uh, studying a BSc Engineering and Property Studies at UCT at the time. And one of the issues that I saw was in my class of about 30 to 40 individuals, the majority of the students were white and uh, students who came from families that were already established within the property sector. You had people who came from families that were developers, property developers, architects, engineers, but the few, and really it was probably like seven or eight black people that were there had no direct relationship to the property sector. And what that meant was when it was time for internships, vacation or vacation work, a lot of the black people weren't getting access to those opportunities, whereas the white students and our white counterparts were getting them very easily. So I thought to myself, let me create an organization. And I called five friends who were studying property-related degrees at the time you know, we said, let's come together and create an organization which could almost help us bridge the gap between students in university and the private sector, particularly focused on giving young black people access and opportunity. And we launched officially in 2017, had a very successful launch we were quite proud of, had the Deputy Minister of Public Works at the time, uh, Jeremy Cronin, had NetBank Corporate Property Finance Head there, Robin Lockhart Ross and other individuals. And it really helped us to establish ourselves and put our name out there, which was very good and something we were very proud of. We've been able over time to, I think, analyze the issues that are out there that are barriers towards the transformation in the property sector and have formed ourselves around three core initiatives being employment, education, and our longer-term initiative is entrepreneurship. That's uh, really exciting and quite impressive that you took the initiative. You don't have any links to other organizations. It, it was all self-firestarter on its own. Yeah, when we started, uh, it was really our, ourselves standing on our own. We went kind of having a, a mother body or a subsidiary of a large organization. Today, there are definitely one or two youth organizations that have a mother body. But uh, when we started initially, we were were all on our own. But over time, we're able to get a lot of support from 
whether it be private sector, whether it be government, whether it be other associations and organizations that are out there in the property sector who realize that, uh, you know, we're youth and, and we definitely need some assistance, uh, whether it be from a strategic perspective, whether it be from a financial perspective. Liberty Two Degrees was definitely one of the organizations and particularly Amelia Beatty, who's the CEO, who's really held our hand, ensuring that we almost have a blank check to financial support at Liberty Two Degrees. But at the same time, from a strategic perspective, uh, because she was SOPOA president, she understands how to almost build and run an organization in ensuring that from a governance perspective, it's run well, particularly in a non-profit in the context of South Africa. Yeah, we've had a lot of strategic support and been able to build affiliations and partnerships over time with organizations like SOPOA, with organizations uh, like uh, the Property Sector Charter Council, SA REIT Association. We kind of run a bit on to some of my other questions, but where does the organization stand at the moment? What do you offer young people, black youngsters that want to get into the property industry? What differentiates YIPA from the likes of Sapoa and others, which have a broader mandate, but they also do things like bursaries and that sort of thing? Yeah, I think over time, we're able to craft a niche area for ourselves. You mentioned Sapoa and its bursaries. It's a fantastic program, but something that we've come to realize is Sapoa has a lot of funding for bursaries, but is not able to distribute them. And we've taken the time to say, what is in this chain of a young person entering the sector? Where are the gaps? Where are the barriers for them entering it? Um, so you can have a bursary for a university students to study property studies, but uh, you don't have initiatives that are focused on ensuring that children in high schools know about property as a degree, as a career opportunity. And so that's where we've tried to fill the gap, at least from a stage one perspective, is saying, let's run a job shadow program, which we do. And we've been able to partner with a number of different organizations in the private sector. And we give young people an opportunity to shadow and understand that property is definitely a career opportunity and yeah, somewhere where you can definitely build a long-lasting career for yourself. The second element then we looked at was from a university perspective saying, all right, as an individual in university, you're studying, but you want to get an internship. How do you find that internship? And again, through our relationships, we've been able to provide those. And then for someone working in, you know, who's working and has graduated from university, we've been able to provide uh, opportunities for tickets, to get tickets to conferences like the Sapoa Conference, like SA REIT Association. We get them at a discounted rate and we distribute them for free to our members. But additionally, hosting educational events for young people to hear from people that you don't normally hear from on a daily basis. So whether that's um, Cindy Mambaso Koyana or Emilia Beatty or Sisangebulana, whether it's hosting a workshop with you know, social housing organizations, a whole different variety of aspects uh, where you could learn educationally. So quite an extensive program you have there. You mentioned Liberty Two Degrees, but from who else are you getting backing financially as a public benefit organization? And you have your events and, and other avenues of income, but besides Liberty Two Degrees, what other avenues are you looking at? Do you have membership, for example? 
we do have membership. Uh, membership for our association is free. One of the challenges that we identified from the beginning in the property sector is that cost capital for young person is uh, something we want to alleviate um, or help to reduce the burden of. So we don't charge a membership fee at our organization and we generally don't charge even for our events or anything like that. Additional support other than from Liberty Two Degrees, we find that on an ad hoc basis, if, for example, we would need a sponsorship for T-shirts or something like that, we'll definitely approach, and we have in the past, organizations like Anchor Stockbrokers, organizations like Delta Property Fund, and sometimes even the National Department of Public Works for funding support. You talked about access to the property industry Maybe you want to zone in on some of the issues, both challenges and opportunities for youth to get into the property industry, because the property industry is quite substantial, but it's also quite broad. You have listed, you have residential, all the various sectors that the youth could get involved in as a career opportunity. Yeah, I think some of the opportunities that are out there right now, I was thinking to myself, you know, COVID has brought a number of opportunities in the property sector because of almost the need for us to think differently about how we develop property, how we're configuring the space in our property. Stokinokor, for example, is going into business rescue. They may shut down certain cinemas and that requires you know, certain malls to reconfigure that space and that creates opportunity for people. So I think... COVID has brought definitely opportunities from that perspective in terms of just thinking about how you develop property. But, you know, we're finding a lot of listed property companies having to dispose of assets because of their high loan-to-value ratios and needing to improve their balance sheets. And that brings, again, opportunities for a young person to approach a listed company and say, I know you're disposing. Can we think of innovative ways within which you could dispose to someone like myself who doesn't have all the capital from an equity perspective that's required, but could maybe pull together some senior debt and some mezzanine and potentially you looking at vendor financing, uh, someone like myself. So those are some of the opportunities that definitely come in in a scenario of the challenge of COVID-19. But I would really say, I think for young people just generally in the property sector, probably the issues that they face now are really, I think, from a relationship perspective. The property sector is based on relationships. If you just look at its history and how growth point and redefine and uh, some of the big listed REITs were established, uh, they really kind of came from Investec originally, and those relationships were formed there. So it requires for a young person to, to build those relationships, which takes a lot of time. And I think speaking on time, an additional challenge would be experience. You know, you can have capital as a young person to buy a property, but the challenge of experience in terms of analyzing, is this a good deal? How do I fund it in a way that's going to be optimal for my return? How do I fund, find the best tenant to occupy the space and ensure I sign a good lease with them? Uh, those are all challenges that you can only solve if you have a level of experience in the sector. Capital is a natural as well, third and big issue for a lot of people, not, not just young people in the sector. But uh, yeah, th- those are some of the challenges that, that we face out there that require innovative thinking for you to solve them.
There's a myriad of challenges we've reported on some of them. Just to pick up there, you talked about youth getting to property. Just last week, we reported about uh, Bowen property. A component of the BE deal, they say, will include youth. So there's an opportunity. You mentioned Investec. I see beside UCT qualification, you have been involved with Investec. Maybe as a parting shot before we go, give us a little bit of background about yourself and maybe some of the other people that are involved with the Youth in Property Association. Uh, sure. I do want to touch on Baldwin. I mean, uh, deals like those and environment deals, by the time you see them in the paper, they are already completed and done. So it highlights the need again for relationships because you would have needed to know three or four months ago uh, if you wanted to participate in something like that as a young person. But yeah, my own background, I mean, I had studied a, a BSc Engineering and Property Studies at UCT and from there spent some time at Investec Asset Management, uh, now 91. Um, as a listed property analyst. Um, that was really probably uh, the best way for me to enter the sector uh, because it gave me a top-down approach in terms of understanding the sector generally uh, from a, a listed perspective, from financial perspective, uh, from a strategic thinking perspective in terms of the companies. And then from there I left, moved back to Johannesburg and uh, focused on creating a broad-based youth empowerment company in partnership with uh, the Soro Ramaphosa Foundation. And yeah, the aim there is really to target equity stakes within untransformed property companies specifically and uh, acquire those. And that's really the, the history of myself. Uh, so I do that alongside um, spending time as uh, an analyst um, and assisting uh, the Encher Group in building up a new property portfolio. So yeah, that is my history in its whole. From the perspective of the broader team, we have an exco made up of, yeah, again, a grouping of five uh, individuals. Some of the original founders have gone out to spread their wings. Some are studying at the University of Cambridge and other places. But the team that's here today compiles of, you know, young people who are valuers, young people who are leverage finance transactors at RMB, really smart, capable individuals who uh, are passionate about seeing the sector transformed, but also want um, a foot in the door and see YIPA as the best place to, to do that. Thank you so much, Monedi. Time has run out, but I uh, look forward to hearing some of the future deals and not just from yourself, but other participants in the Youth in Property Association. That was Monedi Lefekane, chairperson of the Youth in Property Association and future CEO of a major property company. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories.